Hi everyone, welcome to World of Anime. We're here again in all of our respective bedrooms. And I am here with a bunch of lovely people who I'll introduce to you. Uh, first we have Mel. Mel, say hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and another newcomer we have today is Sean. Sean, say hey. Hello. And from last time, you all re may remember Veronica. Hi there. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Ben. Hey. All right. And I'm Stephanie. I don't know if I said that yet. Uh, <laughs> I'll be your host. It's going great. I know. I'm really good at this. This is no time number like three. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. All right. So how we like to start off the show, for those of you who are new, is we like to talk about if we've been watching anything, if we've been exposed to any fun anime things. Uh, let's start with Veronica. I'm just pointing to my screen and picking whoever's there. So Veronica, since we've last spoken, have you seen anything new or exciting or have you been into anything not anything new recently i want to get into one punch man considering i know i'm late on it because it's been popular so last year but i should get into it i was looking it up today <laughs> all right sean have you been into i mean we haven't had you on yet so what's your latest anime obsessions if any so I actually, uh, I haven't been watching any new anime. One Punch Man is another thing that I also need to get into. It has been yelled, I've been yelled at by many people to start it. But I guess my my closest equivalent would be I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIII, uh, which has some pretty banging music. That's it. Cool. I am Ben, since we've last spoken. <laughs> well, I'm assuming Mario doesn't count as an anime. <laughs> if you, you, know, if a you try hard. Cartoon. Uh, I watched the new show, The Food Wars, uh, from this week, and whew, I'm glad they have 24 episodes because uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, and then I also saw a tweet from Crunchyroll that had a clip from Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and it had the little tag on it saying "new episodes every Wednesday." Apparently, it was an old uh, thing that they were tweeting because, in fact, it is not back. Otherwise, I would watch that. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Awesome. And Mel, what have you been into ever? Because we haven't had you yet. I've just been rewatching a bunch of old stuff lately, like Sailor Moon. I've really just been binging um, Stranger Things like everybody else who has Netflix. So that's it. But I, I have seen One Punch Man. Three of us have seen <laughs> One Punch Man and two of us haven't. So we shouldn't have too many spoilers involved. <laughs> a lot of punches. A lot of Boy, punching. Yeah. Absolutely a lot of punching. Um, all right, cool. So that's what we've been into. And let's dive into our topic for this week, which is anime music. Openings, endings, any interludes that we're super into. I have with me my old iPod that is shaped like a panda where I have all of my anime music. So I am ready. <laughs> I hope y'all are ready. And we've got some... <laughs> Some music connoisseurs on this podcast today. We've got music makers on this podcast. So let's have a good time. Should Sean maybe say that he does this? Like, do you oh. want to give that context? Yeah, Sean, uh, you want to plug yourself? Sure. Uh, I wrote the main theme for this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I also, if anyone has ever played Pokemon Ethereal Gates, I wrote the music for that game. And I also have done some work for Netflix and. I have a degree in music, and, and I, I like pressing buttons and seeing what happens. So, in an educated fashion. 
<laughs> as best I can. Um, so hopefully I can offer some kind of some kind of insight and not get too riled up. About <laughs> You'll probably have more insight than I could ever hope to dream of having. Uh, maybe not. It's it's really circumstantial. <laughs> All right, uh, Veronica, you s- seemed like you wanted to talk about stuff. What did you got for us? I have like a bunch of like a list here of you know certain animes that I've seen back in the days. Um, interesting openings, like the artwork and the music. Uh, I think one of them I would just start with, which is one opening, is Blood Plus. I, don't confuse it to Blood the Last Vampires, Blood Plus as the you know equation um, symbol. I the one opening that stood out for me is the second opening of Blood Plus. Um, compared to the first opening, uh, the direction and style is, has completely changed. It's very whimsical, and the song that is uh, placed in that second opening was Season Call from Hyde. He uh, is uh, the lead singer from Mark on Shell, which did Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Ready, Steady, Go. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Wait, was the first opening to Blood Plus... The first opening, uh, let me see, is uh, Zora uh, no Namida. Yeah, that's one of, like one of the ones I have. I remember, I never watched this, I think I watched one episode, but I loved that opening. I loved the song. I never really liked the first opening. I guess it seems too commercialized uh, towards the series um, compared to the other uh, three openings. I mean, I mean, the second opening evokes more emotion than the first opening. Yes, uh, I liked it, though. I would like, maybe it's because my, my, my tastes lie a little more popish, but like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a good, I liked the singer and I liked the flow of the song. I like, I downloaded it, so that means I liked it. I don't. I never watched. I never got into the series, so I didn't get to the next openings. But I felt like it had more flow on the second opening with the music. So it actually, uh, the direction went well with it. Uh, and as for the third opening, um, it's like I don't know. Uniworld, you know, Uniworld, the artist uh, sang "Colors of the Heart." Um, if you, you know, they're really good. Um, musicians. The third opening was interesting in terms of the artwork and style. Um, it's like rough sketch with pastel colors. It's very interesting. Uh, again, there's like a different transition. And then like after like towards the end of the series when it came to the fourth opening, it's just like it's just the same as the first. It, um, the artwork wasn't even interesting and the music didn't fit well with the uh, uh, animation of the opening. You can agree or disagree with me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the other ones, so I don't have anything to say about them. Because I think I'm the only one who's heard of this show. I mean, have you guys have you guys heard of this show? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, it's something that I've passed uh, when scrolling through other animes, um, but it's something that I haven't quite put play on yet. I think I've seen it in different like Watch Mojo lists <laughs> on YouTube, and I think that's my exposure level. Um, another one is Elfenlied. Or oh Elfenlied. my god! Oh, that's a pretty. Everybody opening. knows that one. Oh, yeah, that's a cool opening. Yeah, like the opera singer, uh, Kimika, uh, Kimika Numa. She sang Lilium. Yeah, I would say but, my, my okay. biggest criticism of it is that like I don't know. I thought like the artwork of it was really pretty, and I was like, good on you for using Klimt, but why? <laughs> I, I always always wondered why um, that they went on that direction using Gustav Klimt's um, style in painting. 
you know, he's be uh, he has beautiful mosaic, but I don't think like it really mesh well, like you said, with the uh, <laughs> with the anime itself. Right. Have any of you guys heard or seen that opening or that show? Seen the opening, but not the show. I'm pretty sure, like, if I throw in one, I hope, like, everybody knows this. Come on, this one is popular. Samurai Champloo opening, anybody? <laughs> uh, Samurai Champloo? That's a good one. Ninja Bees is, is, is the best. I don't know it's... it. Ugh, I have to force you to watch that one. That one's fucking good. I'm a filthy casual. I like the style of like the uh, very warm colors and high contrast and uh, the artwork and calligraphy and the printing style of the opening, um, you know, and it went well with the music. So it's like, <laughs> um, New Jobs, like music went pretty well, even though I feel like they should have made like another opening to the whole series. Uh, but that was like the only opening for that um, anime, so I'm really disappointed at that. Yeah. yeah. Sean, do you have feelings about that opening? Uh, not in particular. I watched a lot of Samurai, Samurai Shampoo when I was younger, and I haven't seen it a lot since. But not not in particular. I I didn't really I wasn't really paying attention to the to the soundtrack. I think that much when I was when I was a wee boy. Uh, yeah, the soundtrack was amazing. <laughs> he wrote a, he wrote a lot of the music for the whole show, um, not just the opening. So. I listened to it a lot while I was in, in college. I would have it on in my studio, and I just listened, because it was really mellow and really chill, and it was kind of half in English, half in Japanese, so it was like I could kind of zone out. It was really chill. It, it did a good job of getting your brain into the vibe of the show, which had all these hip-hop-y vibes, but was also kind of like going on an adventure to find this eventual thing, but it was more like, we're going to see what... What crazy shit we get up to this week, but it was a lot more like mature and downplayed. So I felt like it it, it fit really well. Uh, Mel, do you have any shows or openings that you think do mesh really well or that you don't like? Um, I do have a little bit of a list. Definitely, my all-time favorite openings has to be from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. In my opinion, the songs are really fun. I don't know if anyone else here has watched it or not. I watched a bit of it in college, uh, just because it's so absurd. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, Heard of it, yeah. but never saw it. <laughs> I, I think I watched a couple episodes with, like, the anime club in college, and it was a little too absurd for me. I was, I was like, yeah. I could be watching this, or I could be doing something else. And I chose to do something else. But the openings were were wild and crazy and super super nuts. So I listen. I think I listened to all of them at one point. I just was like on a list. I was like, let's go. But I can't. Like none of them were that memorable. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, they they didn't really. I watched them a lot in college, and I, I don't remember them too vividly. I remember just hearing them and seeing them along with the visuals and being like, that fits, that works, and that's just kind of the end of it. I didn't feel any any type of way up or down. Uh, beyond that but mel you said this is one of your favorite openings so yeah i don't know it's like what um he said i i just like the music with the visuals every things are either very like dark and like actiony or it's very bright and colorful and like just very fun that's really all i really have to say about it the other one was go by flow for uh, naruto that all rhymed yeah <laughs> Uh, Go was the one where it was like comic book style, right? Where they would like go into the frame and freeze. 
I don't even remember. All I remember was middle school, anime club, people would just blast this song. It was good at getting your blood pumping for the for the show. Yeah. I was never really into Naruto, but there was one theme of theirs of of the openings that I loved and it was I think it was the 16th one, Silhouette, um by a Japanese band called Kanabun. So good. 16th opening in like the regular series or like did you hop into Shippuden? It was Shippuden, yeah. There's just so many of them for Naruto. <laughs> There's stupid amount of them. It's like a <laughs> For me, like, I try to skip that one in my list. There's just too many. There's so many, there's and there's lot. so many really good songs from it. Like, no, the first the first opening, like, to the whole series is garbage, but the first ending is so pretty. It's, like, it's funny because it's English, but it's also a really gorgeous song. Shooting Star? Was it that one? No, no, no. That's the first ending for Sh- Shippuden. The first ending for the original series... Um, it's called Wind by Akiboshi. Okay, that's the one. Yeah, he's, he's a Japanese man singing it in English. But yes. it's... Yes. it's <laughs> are you so into that? I'm really into that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's such a beautiful song. Yeah, I said yes, no. It's like, I love that song. It actually makes you feel warm. <laughs> yeah. I just think of the image of poor little Naruto sitting on his swing all sad and alone. And I'm like, no, it's going to be okay, baby. It's okay. I don't know. I really liked it. It was like a moving song. Uh, there are so many Naruto songs, though. There's just too many of them. I think the yeah. easiest series will be Bleach to, like, debate on, no? Yeah, I have a lot of songs from Bleach, too. I have not seen Bleach in so long. I mean, me either, but the songs are great. The show is shit, but the songs are great. I agree, 100%. Uh, I've never watched that show either, apparently. I've never seen an anime. <laughs> no, you like, it didn't, for me, like, it didn't make sense. It could have been over after season one, is my problem. Is that, oh, you did the thing, now it's over, goodbye. And then, like, but they were like, let's do it again, but with different people. And I'm like, <laughs> but why? Um, no, but all of the music, like, most of the music from Bleach, I just went through and was like, oh, let me listen to all the openings. And I was like, damn, these are good for such a shitty show. Like, the like the first opening was really good. It was really different. Asterisk? Is that, am I saying that word right? By Orange Range. But I actually, um, I really like the song Rolling Star by Yui. I don't know, I like guitars. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys seen Wolf Rain. I could throw that in. Wolf Rain. I've heard of it, but I never saw it. It was a little too uh, furry yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a great series. It's like a very short series. I mean, they use like an uh, American song called Stray by Steve Conte. And the song perfectly fits well with the screen action beat to beat so it was it fits perfectly with the character as a whole yeah because you know they're strays they're lone wolves they're on their own world uh and watching the opening it's like the direction is focused more around the uh environment uh you know the environment is very detailed landscaping and cityscapes uh basically you're seeing the environment through the main character's eyes uh, which is kiba and he's like wonder wandering alone throughout the city this as the setting is passing by uh, you know and it it really meshed well with the whole entire opening the song itself i mean it's a great series i loved it all right 
Uh, Sean, were there any that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I know uh, one opening that Ben and I have, have personally bonded over uh, is the Madoka opening. Oh. <laughs> sweet, ben and Madoka. Ben loves his Madoka. Yeah. Hey, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I know, I'm impressed. I haven't asked you your opinion yet. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you uh, did it. There's a lot of really cool things about that opening. Uh, the first one, Connect. Um, one in particular that, that stood out to me about it was that um, the way that it ends is that all of the instruments cut out and you just have uh, the two female voices harmonizing over like the last note and it kind of creates this feeling of unease and tension uh, which extends very well into the actual show so it's kind of perfect and it, it, it's like it's this whole like nice fun uh, cutesy anime pop kind of sound and it just cuts off in this weird way like it resolves but at the same but it, it just it, everything sounds completely different which is a great like, kind of foreshadowing and precursor to the actual show yeah i remember that oh that was that was a good op that was by claris right yeah that's a good ben any 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 thoughts to piggyback off so yeah i didn't necessarily ever think about it in like that musical way because that's just not where my head usually is at um but uh what I was actually going to say is, and that that is one example of it, is I really like when an opening kind of rewards you for continuing to watch it as opposed to skipping it, which is not necessarily a musical thing, but, uh, you know, if they can slip little things into the opening that make more sense as you watch the show, as opposed to, you know, hoping that's just exclusively characters running or like <laughs> looking at views or jumping in front of colors, you know. Uh, so that's something that I think that that's one opening that does it pretty well. I think the, I mean, not to change subject too much, but uh, the credits of that show, I actually really like because the show starts out as like a very cutesy thing and the ending credits are almost like shoujo cutesy until a certain point in the plot where it actually just changes over to being kind of a, a metal credits. It's uh, Calafina. Yeah. It's like my favorite anime artist of all time. Yeah. I love, I love them. Oh, I'm sorry. I get very no, excited no, about for them. sure. Um, not specific to that show, but I just like when an opening or ending kind of contributes something to the overall, like like it interacts with the story or the show in an interesting way. So like maybe it tries to surprise you because like it changes right after a big twist, or um, uh, maybe one character betrays the other character, and you can notice something in the opening later that like foreshadowed that things things like that. It's like you like your openings and endings. You like them from like a writer's standpoint. Yeah. You like to, you like like oh, how is this gonna foreshadow or in infer like change my understanding of the show itself as opposed to letting it. I I like to watch openings to get me in the mood to watch it. Right. And sometimes that is the same thing in the end. Uh, like if it's very mysterious and like learning those mystery things and catching them helps to get you in that mood but like yeah i think it, like an opening is successful when it is accurately getting you in and out of whatever 24 minute time block that you're watching sure so it's got to get you in the mood to get, watch it and then it either has to get you in the mood to at the end to res let you resume to your normal life or to force you to watch the next one because you can't not yeah madoka is really interesting because mm -hmm. at the beginning, it kind of like, oh, we're done with the show. Time to go do my life. But when that bass drops, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't put it down. 
Yeah. There's a bunch of other shows that do stuff like that. Steinsgate does that. That, that was the other one I was going to bring up. Of uh, That's a show that's really about kind of this building sense of unease. And I, I don't remember if it's gradual or if it just happens at one point, but um, the opening changes just barely. Uh, and it does it in a way that kind of instills a lot of anxiety. I mean, they, they're singing a different stanza of the same song, which is much more pessimistic. And a lot of the... I mean, it's a very, um, the visuals are a lot about distortion and like people being kind of written over by static and it gets a lot worse uh, as the series goes on because I mean, it's a, a show about time travel and it gets complicated as those things often do. I'm of the opinion that if the opening and closing are part of what the creator wants me to watch, they should be trying to tell me something. I agree. That's fair. I agree. I, I, I like that that idea that, you know, the opening... Uh, especially if you have parts of the show happening before the opening itself, you don't want the opening to to kind of break your concentration and take you out of the world for a little bit. You kind of want it to to keep you in it and to to keep it going throughout the entire thing, just to keep you engaged to not to not pull you away from it. I think foreshadowing is like one of the key points that you know makes someone get sucked into a series. Uh, there's another show that does this really well, um, Erased. Yeah, and they that opening changes slightly over the course of the season. It's like a mystery, like a murder mystery sort of thing. Um, also with time travel, it seems like when you get time travel involved, things get sticky and weird, uh, especially in the openings department. Yeah, so that one does some really cool things. It's actually one of like the most. It's not the most memorable of openings, but it's really fluid and like really does a good job of directing your eye to where they want you to to look which is super cool to watch it's a fun experience but um an opening that i think everyone i hope everyone has experienced i think it might be one of the most uh iconic openings ever is the opening to oran high school host club yeah <laughs> okay this is like the most unanimous no sean no you have to watch yeah, it it's gone bye sean <laughs> we've killed him <laughs> No, you must, you must kiss, kiss, fall in love. Sean's in the high school ghost cult right now. <laughs> it's a Japanese song, but then for the English dub, they dubbed the song in English. I hate it. Yeah. Do you guys like the English song? Kiss, kiss, fall. They actually dubbed it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's English words, and they dubbed it, and I hate it, and I think it's awful, and... I don't even want to listen to it, <laughs> now that you're telling me. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's like, it's all well-balanced when it's in Japanese, because, you know, it was produced there with the people, but then when they do the English, it's like, her voice is, like, too far away, and too Perhaps quiet. I like... have heard it. It's uh, ringing a bell to me. Yeah, I have heard it. It's uh, with the main dubbing voice of the character. She sounds a little bit too monotone to me. But I think that's how her character is in general. <laughs> but, like, I just don't think it's... Uh, it's just not as well. It just doesn't sound... It's also, like, trying to translate. <sighs> it's terrible with translating just Japanese music in, <laughs> in no. general. But it is one of the most iconic openings ever and it's a great show and sean you should watch it okay <laughs> it's very silly it's a very silly show but in terms of openings it does a really good job i think of like you know what you're getting 
when you watch that opening. You know what show you're getting. It's like a romantic comedy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> it's actually. I will say, maybe this is a dissenting opinion, but I watched that whole show and I do not remember the opening. So I don't know no. if a good opening versus a memorable opening are two different things, but I can't say whether it's either of those because I don't remember anything other than the lyric kiss kiss fall in love and also flowers <laughs> there were yeah there were rose petals everywhere like they, and it's just so catchy yeah I like when they and spin the, into and the, the opening when it starts by kiss kiss fall in love you see all the characters spinning into a line and then you, you see the uh, title opening up I like the little guitar riff in it it's like silly and poppy and cute and I'm just like oh my tastes are weird they're like the poppy cute shit the rock hard stuff and then like metal and i'm just like in those three quadrants it's horribly shoujo horribly shoujo it's a good shoujo it's not like a it's it's very atypical it's a reverse harem i mean just look at how pink this is just look at that it's very shoujo this is like such a sweet boy yeah i don't know if you can get any more shoujo anyone seen shows about music Shows about music. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I could think of a couple. There's, a, there's definitely a few, but I don't think I've seen any. There is one, but it's a yaoi. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Oh, God. I don't remember the now. title, but it's like, I, it's like a soft yaoi. It's nothing hardcore, but it's like... It's basically like a violinist um, competing each other. Like, uh, he's an apprentice, so he's like learning from his teacher and I guess they fall in love <laughs> so they they um do like a kind of like a dance off there's like with their violins are just like pretty much um you know trying to see who uh who's better than the other one trying to surpass each other basically yeah <laughs> but I don't remember the title it's you have to remember the title to the Google I guess Google okay Violin Yaoi. <laughs> yeah, just Google Yaoi, you'll find it. <laughs> don't do that. One of the shows that I saw about music that I really liked, that a lot of people don't necessarily like, Kids on the Slope. Everyone went quiet. <laughs> no, it's good. It's about Japanese kids in the 60s playing jazz music, and it's great. The opening, uh, the opening is fine. It's fine. I remember it's like memorable enough, but like it's not what it's it's not the music that shines in the show. It's like the kids playing jazz music that is so good. They do like a medley of that's like 10 minutes long at one point. And I'm like, this is the best 10 minutes of anime ever. He does like a jazz piano version of Someday My Prince Will Come. And it's adorable. Ah, the music in that show. I got the anime. It's. Fujimi Orchestra. Spell that for me, because I did not understand. F-U-J-I-M-I. Oh, Fujimi. Okay. I got it. Maybe if I'm sad, I will look it up. Uh, it's funny that's something my principal come because there is actually a jazz pianist from the 60s named Bill Evans that famously covered that song, and it's fucking... I wonder if it's just literally the same audio. Very well could be. That would be really upsetting, but also very funny. Sorry to ruin your dream, Steph. I know, he's such a good piano player. And I'm like, no, but you were so good. But now you're going to just rip off everybody. Now you're just Bill Evans. Oh, he's just Bill Evans, but Japanese boy. Oh, Japanese Bill Evans. <laughs> My sweet, sweet Japanese boy. Oh, 
Uh, there's another show about music that I started watching, but I never finished because I got distracted by life um, called, I'm going to butcher the name, Nodame Cantabile. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's about uh, kid, like kids in music school. Um, and the main character wants to be a conductor, which is cool. Because um, I don't don't know anybody going growing up who like grew up. I want to be a conductor when I grow up. I was like, okay. But he makes friends with this girl who plays violin and piano, and this guy whose thing is timpani. And I'm like, what? I learned the name of a new instrument today. <laughs> but it's cool because you meet all like the students, and there's like a little romance in there. But it's a lot of oh, I'm so nervous about this test. I have to play instrument. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a good show. I don't remember the openings or endings at all, which is unfortunate. And the music is less memorable than Kids on the Slope. It's a lot more like classical inspired stuff. So if you're into that, it was a fun time. Fun, fun times. I know there's one. Um, it's Detroit Metal City. <laughs> she, she knows that one. <laughs> I know that one, and it makes me really upset, but also very happy. I didn't watch a lot of it, but like they had it on at the anime club. So when I did go and we'd watch it, I was like, "What is this beautiful thing?" <laughs> I saw the episode <laughs> where he attempts to rape like the Tower of Tokyo. <laughs> you all thought that conversation was going somewhere really different. He's just humping the tower. <laughs> okay, but it's the what? whole the whole. <laughs> It's the silliest thing. So, anyone else seen it? Detroit Metal City. Oh my god! I don't think so. Isn't it like it's really short, right? Oh yes, just a few episodes. So is it primarily about non-consensual sex with landmarks? (laughs) No. Or is that just so? It's basically like this band, and it's like Kiss, but it's not Kiss. It's actually inspired by Kiss. (laughs) Yeah, and the main singer like front of the band um is actually in reality a really timid shy japanese man who really just wants to what's what he wants to play like really he wants to play like folk music but he like is really good at like hard metal like like heavy metal shit and he puts on this face and like inner demon comes out and he's like the most vile inappropriate person you've ever encountered when he like puts on the makeup and he goes all hardcore metal and it's very but all he wants is like the love and affection of this like very timid girl also and it's just like it's just it's a hot mess and there's a movie about it too it's the detroit metal city is a live action movie wait really wait which came first the uh, anime but the movie's just as good as the anime it's actually great (laughs) a live action Um, that doesn't suck but i do recommend it I, i recommend watching both it's amazing. It is it's not for the weak of heart, though. I mean, the guys would love it. <laughs> you don't know that. You love it. You guys will love it. It's it's funny. Yeah. All right. No, I was I was thinking about piggybacking off of a point we made at the beginning of this uh, on Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, is that I don't remember too greatly the uh, the intros, but I do remember the music in the actual show was nuts. Really, I'm like. The opposite, oh, was, I um, think. Really? There, the, yeah. The, the, like the actual series, not Brotherhood. Because oh. there's, I think, the, the first time we heard it was episode three, but there's like this beautiful string passage that plays uh, when uh, the guys are on top of the hill just looking over thinking about their mom. 
uh, and it comes back every single time something sad happens, but I haven't been able to find it. Is on it any about soundtrack. the closing scene? No, it happens like halfway through the episode. I remember that song though. I remember, I remember the strings. It was really pretty. Now that I, now that you mention it, so good. Yeah, I think in the original series, later on when they were like when you were learning more about their past, they had like that song also in like I think it was Russian, and it was just so gorgeous, and I was just sobbing the whole time. And I don't think it would have been as emotional without the music in it. Like, I don't, I think it really, I think it really helped it hit home. I think that's true of most emotional scenes. I think the music plays a bigger role than people give credit. Yeah. Every time I hear that song, though, I'm about to cry. But in terms of opening, which opening do you prefer, like, the first one or the Brotherhood? I prefer Brotherhood the series... No, I mean, like, opening-wise. Like... Well, there's, like, seven openings for each series. <laughs> Is there really that many? There's a lot. I have, like, all of them here in this little baby. Oh. Um, she got the source. <laughs> but I think I uh, the uh, first opening for Brotherhood, I thought the... I love the song. Who was it by? I think Sid? Um... But the song with the visuals, like, they, they synced so well, and it was really, like, emotional imagery. Uh, and I loved, I loved the song for it. I don't like as much of the openings in the original series. Like, it felt too up and down. I, I tended to skip them a lot more than I did the Brotherhood ones. I don't know. Were there any that you liked more than others? I mean, like, I, I listened to the openings for Brotherhood, and I honestly didn't feel anything towards it like emotionally it didn't impact me like the first original one uh like i guess the imagery is a lot stronger in the than the original one that's my opinion i totally felt the opposite yeah i mean but i guess like the second opening i really like most for the uh original one it was rewrite i think is a kung fu generation yeah 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 rewrite's a good one yeah, yeah, and I, I love the imagery. I love how it, it was nicely composed compared to the first one, which is like Ready, Steady, Go from Lock on Shell. Um, yeah, and Ready, Steady, Go is like a classic one that everybody knows. It's like, oh. I really like Asian Kung Fu Generation. I like their music. It's kind of old school. Are they still around? or like? Yeah, I think they recently did an opening for something. I can't remember what, though. They still like tour at cons, though. But Rewrite was a good one. Um, it was one of the few really good ones from the first. Like, okay, the first opening to the original series, I was like, what the fuck is this? Do you guys remember that one? The, the original I first watch it ever. opening? I chose to skip that, op- that opening. I hated that opening. Remind me which one that was? It was called Melissa. Melissa? It was the first Full Metal Alchemist opening. That was- oh, that one. Damn, that was so bad. It was pretty aggressive. Yeah. Oh, we all agree on that. <laughs> no yeah. one's into that. Well, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> oh man. Also, I laugh because from especially from the original series, all of like the songs, Vic Mignogna like released English translation singing like himself singing the songs, and I'm just like. <laughs> He's trying to be so emotional. I'm like, just leave it alone. 
literally the only time I've experienced that being a good idea was the opening to Kingdom Hearts, where the singer is bilingual. So she recorded the same song in English and Japanese, and they both sound like they could be the original, which is really Sim- cool. Simple and clean? Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I become redundant when they use that song and throughout the whole entire prequel to sequels through that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I just yeah, I, I get to the I two versions. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, considering how many goddamn Kingdom Hearts games there are. And Chain of Memories. Like, after they started making more, I was like, I can't follow through all this. Yep. Let me wait till 3 comes out, even though I won't know what's going on, because I have to play the other series. If, if yeah. 3 comes out. Yeah, if no, 3 No, it's going to come out, just not mm-hmm. in our life. In two years. Or maybe when I die, <laughs> when I get old, when I get like through my forties, it's probably gonna come out. <laughs> like that and Final Fantasy VII remake, they're just their games are never gonna come out. Like I'm getting old for this shit. <laughs> oh my god, guys! Do you remember? Does did anyone ever see Haruhi? Like the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya? Ah, uh, no one knows the fucking dance. Fine. <laughs> oh. oh wait, how, how did you die? Yeah, you got it. You're there. I only have like everything is falling. I only have like this one. Why does that look familiar? Because she's like one of the most iconic looking anime characters ever. Ah, oh, you mean like? Yeah, that. No, that's the that's the Carmel Donson. The jazz. What is that no, even from? The Carmel Donson. Yeah. I think it's just a weird Swedish song or something. Well, I mean, there's a but dance. There is, got, like, but the dance is just this like, over yeah. and over again, shaking your hips. That's it. I assume someone yeah, did it if first. If you were in the, the anime scene in like the early two thousands, like you're like deep into it, like on the internet and shit, you would have come across some sort of like fan animation of like some characters doing the carol dance. And if you look it up, you'll see some stuff from like two thousand five, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Man. But I think my favorite thing I've ever seen was like at an anime convention, like someone stood on a balcony and recorded like hundreds of people all doing the Carmel Downson at the same time. And I was like, this is the best thing on the Internet. One of the best. <laughs> thing. At the time, it was the best thing on the Internet. It was a while ago. Yeah. Hey, Ben. Remember, remember yeah. the Nichijou scene? Oh, that one's a good one. Nichijou's opening is great. Real good. Yeah. I think I heard that like the the dude who wrote it is like did both him and the girl voice. That's like, true. Shifted. Yeah, it's cause it sounds like a duet between a guy and a girl, but it's actually just one guy. Yeah, which is pretty pretty goofy to me. I like that a lot. That's, I remember hearing worse. that. It's so wild. Also, just great show in general. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Did you guys see Code Geass? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember yeah. the openings. Raise your <laughs> hand if you've seen Code Geass. Okay. Oh no, Sean, no. <laughs> I can't get I can't get full unanimous things. But um so the openings were I thought they were good, but like, you know I thought they were good, but the endings, do you guys remember those endings? I barely remember Code Geass if I'm gonna be honest. It was so weird because they were like really it was like the oh, the artist who speaks really, really fast. In the songs, it's like the the beat is pretty slow, but then like she's singing at like double speed, almost cacophonous. It's super weird, and it like plays. Is it the but... rhythm that's crazy different, or the like the tones? Both. It's fucking weird. I'm trying to to not 
like throw music terms. No, please try because that might make it make more sense. I'm gonna look up the. Is it is it atonal? Is it like does it not have a specific key center? I think so. Something like that. It is the the note. Yeah, it goes all over the place, and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And then the tempo changes. I think I think the artist is Alley Project. Yeah, this is it. I could just send this to you. At this time, we decided it was most helpful if we all if we all just took a second and watched this ending together. Uh, I am not going to be posting the audio of any show here because I don't want to deal with lawyers ever more than I need to. So, if you're interested in hearing what we are reacting to, you can go and listen to the song Yukio Seishunka by Ali Project, uh, and that is the first ending of Code Geass. And we'll pick up right back where we left off. Are we all back? Wasn't that weird? That was weird. Um, I think it was just bitonal. I think that I think she the there were points where she was singing in a different key than the accompaniment. It just comes off really odd and very unnerving. I I, I can't say that I liked it. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty interesting. It sounded kind of like the instruments were a sixteen bit. It sounded kind of like it was coming a little bit from like this NES era. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's like it was really cacophonous and it doesn't. It's not like pleasant to listen to. No. I felt like I'm listening to Vocaloid. Um, when listening to like Katsumiku, uh, I'm not, not a big fan. <laughs> you don't like Vocaloids? No, not a big fan at all. Uh, what are the rest I'm of guessing. your feelings on Vocaloids? Oh, God. I just don't like the robotic voice. <laughs> it just kills. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I feel like you should. That sh- they should like use Vocaloid for raves, and then, I mean I've seen concerts like on videos of Hatsumiku, but I can't really get into it. And I know a few people that actually like it and enjoy it, but it's really not my thing. Uh, Sean, do you have feelings about Vocaloids? They kind of kind of mirror mirror yours. Uh, it, it, I don't really like the uh, I don't really like roboticness in music in general. It kind of sucks the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, it's, there's something in like especially with Hatsune Miku that's like a very uncanny valley thing it's a little bit disturbing uh, in that in, in its existence in the real world uh, yeah my, my my issues with her aren't so much musically just in, in the fact that it's there <laughs> it's there <laughs> it exists and that's that to me is the problem <laughs> Mel do you have feelings about Vocaloids? Um, mixed feelings. I mean, some of the songs are, I guess, you know, people enjoy it. It's like a little strange. I mean, to each its own, I guess. But it's strange that um, non-existent being has some sort of existence. And, like, she has fans who idolize her as if she is a real human being, I guess. Like, people treat Miko like she's a real person, sort of. Like, she has her own concerts, for fuck's sake. Like, she's on a hologram. She <laughs> opened for Lady Gaga. I mean... She did? Yeah, oh, my God. I, I want this to sink in. I want this to sink in for everybody that she is a hologram that has a real human manager. 
analyzing <laughs> but I feel like it's like I don't know if you guys seen singing in the rain it's like it's an, another person's voice uh, who does Hatsumiko but it's like you know we, we would like to see who the persona she doesn't is have a voice she, she's a computer program no they actually borrowed somebody's voice and like programmed yeah. it so yeah, I made research when I was like, "What the hell is all this shit?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like seeing if I could get into it, but it's like, cause somebody recommended that I should listen to it since I like you know Japanese music, and it wasn't really for me. I just thought it was just weird. Do you think? Do you think yeah. the Japan? Do you think the uh, <laughs> that the Japanese saw our? Our Tupac hologram and just took that idea way too far. <laughs> I, I I hope so. I I think it's actually like I don't particularly like the music that comes out of it. I like uh, there's like one song by Vocaloids that I was like, oh, I enjoyed this song. But regardless of that, I think it's pretty cool the the programming that they use to make it. I think it's a little a little crazy that they have like a hologram opening for Lady Gaga, which just let that sink in for a second. But like, you know, Lady Gaga's trying her whole life to get like popular and like work really hard on making an image and then like she's opened by like a hologram. I just can't. But um I think I mean the the I think the program is pretty cool and there are a bunch of like songs that seem to have like weird like emotion in them, which is always a weird thing to experience. You're like, oh, I feel some kind of emotion a little bit in some of these, but it's like that's weird because it's a computer. But I don't know. I'm I'm impressed by the method in which it's made. The technology, <laughs> but it's also weird because some of the songs have like actual instrumental accompaniment. It's not all like digital music it's like oh there's a song where these computer programs are singing to each other with a piano behind them like okay what and it i think i think it's pretty wild i don't know it's it's certainly a technological feat it just it scares me deeply <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's got to be scary for people who make music but they're not gonna like replace humans i can't no not 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 in that way not not in the way that i'm scared it's gonna replace me like, but just the fact like... that it exists is weird Compared to a robotic voice to an actual voice, it's so... But how different is it than, like... I mean, Veronica, you were talking about, like, oh, oh, she's not even a real person and people, like, idolize her. I mean, there are body pillows of anime characters, for God's sakes. It's like, oh, did you see the thing where you can have a little waifu in a case and she talks to you in the morning and she's like, hi, good morning, darling. And she fall if you have like the right installs in your house, she'll like follow you around the house and like be your wife. It's like a weird digital thing that Japan has made to have a little teeny waifu. Yeah, I'm seeing like they're making a lot of these sex dolls, but like androids that actually could talk now. And they made if there was a blog that I read that I thought it was weird that a guy, um, you know, his wife divorced him because he preferred the doll rather than his wife who is real and he says he <laughs> communicates with the doll saying that you know and I think there was a video too <laughs> the um, boy's faces are so good right now you don't understand yeah it's like <laughs> for me just thinking about it just creeps me the fuck out it's like 
Jesus Christ. It's, <laughs> it's that's, just... It's the... Uh, intimacy rate is that bad in Japan? Like, literally? Like, the intimacy rate? This guy talks to... Goes out in public with this freaking doll and has a wheelchair to push her. <laughs> and he actually makes conversation. He says he made a comment in this blog saying that, hey, you know, she understands me. She's beautiful. I was like, how can an object that, you know, <laughs> is programmed to talk and say sweet things understand you? It's programming. It's not real emotions. Like, oh, God, I lost faith in all humanity, honestly. And I, I like, I don't, it's just so funny that it's ridiculous and it's scary. Well, it's it's funny, too, because this whole thing is like, oh, we're making these dolls and these holograms so that people who can't get a girlfriend or something can have a companion of sorts. But then you have this, but then you have this weird moment of Hatsune Miku, who is a hologram, but she's still a celebrity. Yeah, and so she's an unattainable hologram, which is just like, that's not it's supposed to, it, those things don't work idealistically you're kind of like oh so now we're gonna have celebrity holograms too that you loser boys can't have i don't know it's gonna lose i need to find out which one but there is some american talk show that had hatsune miku as a musical guest and just oh, watching, them, oh, wow. I've seen yeah. watching that, yeah. them try to like introduce them is breathtaking it's so funny <laughs> they don't know quite what they're doing I just find the whole idea funny, but like technology is like so like it's interesting what you could do with technology. But it's like the, I feel like you're trying to build an ideal female or female singer, or for audiences, uh, especially like with these androids now, like these robotic. Uh... But it's also how much of this is so different than like auto tune. It's like there's a real person behind it, but it's just like. I put a note in a machine, and then the machine fixes the note and makes them sound there's, good. There's a few different kinds of autotune. Uh, Kanye auto West uses it a lot. <laughs> yeah, hey. right, he does. Um, Kanye West is just, he's just doing his Kanye best, man. That was good. Yeah, because there's, there's autotune, where, which is like sort of like a vocoder in a way, where you can just do what you can say whatever, and then you can program in notes. But then there's also one or two that's just correcting whatever note you're singing to just kind of snapping it to the closest pitch. Auto tune is weird. I went on a rant. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's no, no, that's fine. Please do. It's well, like the weird thing is the auto tune that's you know you could talk into it and then it makes music. Like few people are convinced that that person's actually singing, right? They use it for like the climbing your windows and snatching your people up guy on the news, like. He wasn't like he wasn't like auto tune the news. He's not trying to sing. It's just like it made entertainment. Like no one's trying. It's the, it's almost the one that snaps the notes correctly. That's more scary because it's like oh this person like most people can sing close to a note, <laughs> but not everyone can sing on key or on the correct notes. I don't know if, how much I can name drop with getting in trouble. I guess we mentioned Kanye West. Fuck it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, that song fight song by Rachel Platten, yeah. they used it for like the campaign. So like the song itself, like, I don't like it, but like, it's fine, whatever. But then I heard an exclusive where she was singing it acoustic. And I was like, she can't sing. She cannot sing well, but this song is everywhere. 
and I'm it makes me so mad because I'm like I could sing that shitty. That's that's what this <laughs> people love is that more or less anyone can do. Yeah, and it just it confuses me how someone like that, like you know, gets to be that level, and I'm just like I don't understand. Like the song, like if the song was so good. That like it was it didn't matter if a couple notes were corrected, but the idea is that you're in the studio, you should be hitting all the, like at a concert. I understand like you're doing it every night, it's stress on your voice. If you miss a note here or there, it's like more reasonable. But like you're in the studio, this is like when you're supposed to be doing a good job, and it's like it wasn't like she like and this you released this to the radio <laughs> to play this exclusive like acoustic version like you shouldn't be releasing that if you actually can't sing like kanye west is not releasing acoustic versions of his songs he can't sing. but he knows that and so it just made me really mad about our whole thing um i just i was upset and i don't like it and the song won't leave the radio uh, i mean there's a lot of singers out there that are you know great singers I wonder if that applies to like Japanese musician too, like when they're like off the studio and doing acoustics. I mean, I've I've attended a couple of um, J-rock concerts, and I think like my first one was Vamps, which is like Hyde from Like on Show when he went solo and trying to, you know, cater to more like American Western international uh, audiences. Uh, but he. Uh, I, his his voice is pure, so I feel like he's a good example because he does a lot of acoustics um, as well, like videos in general. Well, I think that Japanese music has the same kind of variety as American music. If you if you've heard enough little smatterings of things, you know that like they have metal, they have rock, they have pop, they have hip hop and rap. Like they have all the things. They've got their electronic music. They've got I don't. I don't think, I think the only thing I haven't really heard is, like, acoustic guitar. Like, I don't think I've heard many s- Japanese music, like, like really light, ac- I haven't heard very much, light acoustic stuff. I mean, like... But maybe it's because it's not being produced for that. Like, I haven't heard it be produced for that. I've heard it be produced for anime openings and endings and things in the middle, so they're not usually there. But even, but, like, it has to exist because that's how these artists record their music in the first place. Like, it's how you test the waters, right? Is that how that happens, Sean, music guy? <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody writes differently. Um, so, I mean, it could very well be that they sit down with an acoustic guitar and they do, like, the typical Western thing. It's like, oh, I wrote a song with my guitar or, like, I wrote a song on piano or whatever. Um, or they could just go in and have a melody and they'll have some producer hotshot boy go in and slap it all together. Hotshot boy. Hotshot boy. I like it. I don't know. It and I'm, it's also like it's different than like Korean music, which is super mass produced Perfect. and very, um, it very. I mean, the word is. I mean, the word is produced. It's very produced. It's very exact. There's, you've got your boy bands, you've got your girl bands, you've got a couple of soloists, but like. They're all they're all controlled by like one or two media companies. I'm not yeah. a big fan of K-pop. <laughs> not a big fan. I tried getting into it. I think I like mostly Japanese uh, J-rock, J-pop. But G G G G baby baby. 
I don't know who they are. <laughs> so, this is our topic. <laughs> I think everybody got super into uh, K-pop around the time of Gangnam Style. And everyone got like, like went deep into it. That's, That's where it came that. from, right? That was that was the beginning of Korean music. Yes, Ben. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I feel like it opened a door for everyone else, like you know, yeah. <laughs> that aren't. Uh, how do you say? Oh, God, I can. The weird part is, I'm not really sure how how that song caught on. Was it just because the music video was so silly? Right. It, it's it like it, it became like internationally known for like even the Latin industries. <laughs> yeah. Like why? Like, Latin, like, Hispanic. It's the. It's just <laughs> it has. It, like he Gundam style. Like it became popular. Uh, style. Like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Style. This is a thing that needs to happen. Opa Gundam style. I'm, I'm Hispanic, so like, like I, I like I see Telemundo, all this stuff, like, and you hear that that particular music played in the background, and it comes to like these shows, like Sabado Domingo <laughs> or Sabado Gigante in this case. That's, that's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you hear it playing a lot. Um, I guess yeah. I didn't think was, about that's it. A song that was like popular. I, I think he's only popular in like the Hispanic culture. I don't know if it opened like more like the Hispanic culture to be more into K-pop. Hello, puppy. Hello, pupper. <laughs> the pupper. Sorry, we all just forgot what we were talking I'm about. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I got distracted with the dog. I love animals. We've been talking about the dog the whole time, right? <laughs> we're gonna talk about doggies. <laughs> Let's talk about anime animals. <laughs> oh God. Too many. I like Momo shampoo. Also, Japan really likes penguins. Has anyone noticed? I think humans really like penguins. <laughs> There's the penguin from Ava. There's the penguin from... Wait, there was another... There's a whole, like... Oh, do you guys know the, the Shirakuma Cafe show? It's just a cafe run by bears, and there's a penguin there, and it's great. And a panda bear tries to get a job, and he's really lazy the whole time. And it's pretty great, but there's a penguin. And then there's a whole show about penguins and how they're jerks. It's called Mawaru Penguin Drum. We gotta watch this. It's, it's <laughs> trippy, though. It's very, like... Yeah. It's a really hard show to get into, and it's hard to remember anything that happened in it at all. Yeah, I was gonna correct you about what the show is about until I remembered I don't know what the show is about. <laughs> but the opening is interesting it's really mellow and kind of creepy it's just like a single like vo- like it's very i don't know what is it there's violins i think us to to a clip <laughs> mawaru penguin drum uh I, I can it has a very good video it's very good for this next interlude we are listening to the opening for Mawaru Penguin Drum which is Nornir by Etsuko Yakushimaru Yeah, feel free to listen to that song and then hop back in. Or if you already know it, here we go. Yeah, this is dope. Yeah, right? I so love the spinning penguins. (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing that stood out throughout the opening. Like, everything else was like, okay, what am I looking at? I mean, it looks pretty. I think it looks really pretty. It looks nice. It's nice and simple. It was like, it doesn't. Seem like an anime I'll watch. <laughs> no, it's a little much. It's like a, 
It's a very hard thing to watch. It seems like it. It's hard to watch thematically and like figuring out what's exactly going on. It's kind of mysterious, but like it doesn't necessarily leave you satisfied at the end. It's it's doing a lot of like imagery and trying to like visual metaphor stuff. And it yeah, I've noticed that. I was looking at the apples like. I've noticed that a lot of openings, like for animes, they have like apples. Yeah, they like apples. They like apples. There's an apple at the end of the opening. Yeah, this one has apples. Uh, Death Note has apples. Death Note makes <laughs> sense, though. Death, Note's a well, bad yeah. Death Note is a bad apples, to be fair. It's the most yeah. important part of that show, along with the potato chips. That was tight, though. That was awesome. What did you like about it? A lot. I liked how simplistic it was in its arrangement. Um, it didn't do too much. There was a really sweet halftime section about 30 seconds in. That was really, really cool. <laughs> the melody was really nice. It was, it was pretty infectious. Uh, and there were like little really, really cool, complicated things that started happening towards the end. Like, there was this big swell, and then, like, an arpeggio, a piano arpeggio that just went down. It was really awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of cool things. Yeah, it's a really fun opening. Um, I, I wish this series was as good as the opening. Um, and there's another one for the second half of the show, which I don't think is as good. It's different, but I don't think it's as good. Do we generally prefer first openings to second openings? I feel like I always liked the first openings more, but I don't know if that's just because I became used to them. It depends for me. It changes around depending on the show. Like, Kill la Kill was an interesting one for me because I really loved the first opening, but when I first heard the second opening, I wasn't super into it. I feel like I didn't like either of the openings that much. I was like, these are fine and these are good, but I wasn't, like, super pulled into them. Oh, have you seen the opening from Mob Psycho? Yes, I was actually about to ask you guys about that. I love it. Oh, that one's really oh, good. Oh, so good. I haven't seen it. Uh, you should see it. It's really good. They, they they wrote it for the show, I believe, um, which is always fun. I don't know if that's necessarily uncommon, is it? Um, I would say a lot of the songs are pop songs that are like made for the opening, or they're made, they may be made for the opening, but they're generic enough that they could just be sold on their albums. But this was like written for it. And again, we are listening to our next entry, which is the opening for Mob Psycho by Mob Choir. Uh, the song is 99. And now back to the show. It reminds me of Persona. Huh. Just the, yeah. like, the visual style of the opening. Visuals are crazy in this opening. It's very techy, like the animation. I actually... I actually like it. <laughs> I actually watched I mean, it. It's one of like the best anime openings of all time, in my opinion. I'll take a look at it, actually. Same folks as One Punch Man. It's basically One Punch Man, but with psychic powers instead of super strength. Punches. Instead of punches. One Think Man. Yeah, no. And One Punch Man's opening is fun, too. I feel like that one maybe even made m- even more just for that show than this one. I actually saw the opening even though i didn't see the show i was just wanted to see how it looked like that way i could get into yeah. it i like this opening a lot better that was uh it was pretty fucking metal right i did not it started out like really really bleeps and bloops and, and synthesizes and then just went like deep deep into like the low power chords of distorted guitar that's kind of funny I love I love power chords. I love the really like hard beats. I'm trying to think of like my favorites because I've got like a few of them and I want to just share all of them. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it dur or dur ra 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 ra. I don't I don't know how many raws are in there, but like the opening for that one is also very kick ass. Like Bacano. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. We could talk about Bacano's opening. That's a good opening. 
It's all just jazz music. So, yeah. I, at first, I thought uh, you said Boko no Pico no, or something. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, no. like back then, I was so into Yaoi. No, <laughs> no but like. Bacano's opening is kind of in the same category as like a uh, cowboy bebop opening where it's instrumental and it's very jazzy. Very jazzy. Yeah, that was one of my list yeah, too. Awesome yeah. Also a very useful opening because uh, it just goes through all the characters and their names and there are a lot of characters with a lot of <laughs> names and I forget them immediately. So with both Durara and Bacano. I'm like, why are you guys insistent on making your cast 30 people large of varying importance to the plot? This isn't helpful at all. You just need to start giving them names like that guy, the tall one, the one with the jacket. <laughs> I'm trying to think of worst anime openings, and there's definitely like the one, uh, there's one that me and my friends used to joke about. Um, Dokoro-chan. Have you guys heard of that? Dokuro. Wait, wait, I need this. This I need to share with you. It's actually like one of the silliest openings I've ever encountered in my app, my life, ever. And I've seen a lot of openings. It's not something you'd be proud of writing, I don't think. I am <laughs> but it's so excited. For this next enlightening piece of music, we are listening to and watching the opening for uh, Bludgeoning Angel Dokuro-chan. And the song's title is Bokusatsu Tenchi Dokuro-chan, sung by Saiko Chiba. If you want to go listen to this, I highly recommend it, but do so at your own risk. (laughs) I highly recommend it, but if you don't, I understand that you make better life choices than I do. Anyway, back to our show. Oh, it's worse than I remember. <laughs> Steph, this this is some real bullshit. I really love the animation here. <laughs> the this Excalibur. Is... Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just scrolling through everyone's faces, okay. and it's really good. <laughs> that was a real barn burner. That was like that was enjoyable. It's so bad. You're bad. Following her. <laughs> so she's so, she basically the premise of this show. Can we guess? Which I don't know why. <laughs> you can guess. All right. <laughs> here's here's what I think it's about. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna say it's about a, a girl who uh, periodically murders her boyfriend <laughs> and continues to go back to loving him, but somehow he makes it out alive through all of them, and that's like her fun activity. That's really fucking close. Are you serious? <laughs> the only part that's different is she has the ability to bring him back to life. So she kills him when she gets mad at him and then brings him back to life and then keeps killing him when she gets mad at him. Like, oh, he peeked at me through the doors and the girl and I'm changing. Oh, it's time to murder him. And then, oh, no, but I need him alive. So I bring him back to life just repeatedly over and over again. There's but... A, there's- there's a weird bit where she flashes him like three times. And it just it was just seems so out of pocket. It's one of the funniest things because also the singer, if you can hear it, she gets a little more like crazed sounding during the course of the song. And it's like one of these openings. It's it's funny because it's an opening where I can imagine this being sung by the main character. It doesn't make it good. 
It was an interesting choice, but it's also so bad that I'm laughing so hard that I'm crying. So it's definitely memorable. I think every department made a lot of choices. Yeah. I think my favorite part is the this uh, CGI'd Excalibur waving in mid. <laughs> yeah, that was the only part that made me laugh. And when she's flying with the her freaking spiked bat, I was like, this is like the Walking Dead. For some reason, that spiked <laughs> club is Excalibur. Excalibur Ex- or no, I've done this with my friend. That's why I know Excaliborugu. Monkey, is my question. <laughs> So good. It's just like a random thing they throw it in there like a monkey on somebody's head. <laughs> doku, 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 rochan. I think the melody is going to be stuck in my head while I go to sleep. Absolutely. You're all welcome. Oh no, I've, I've broken Sean. <laughs> I might have broke Ben too. Mel, have we phased you? What? Have we phased you at all? Um, I've seen some weird shit, so it's nothing new to me. What's the weirdest shit? What's the weirdest opening shit that you've seen? Can it and can it top Dokurochan? If so, please share it. I think I think I, I can't think of any openings specifically, but other things, yes. I have no one in particular, but it's like it's been popular since like two years or a year ago. Uh, it's not really an opening to an anime, but it's like uh, these uh, girls morphing and this one particular guy, and they're just like naked all over him, and then they turn into different like creatures. Oh, is this like Monster Musume or something? I, I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that has like a fetish behind it. Like, people for some reason are into those things. Not to yuck anyone's yum, but like they're into that. So that's who that audience is. I don't know who's the audience for this show. Monster fuckers, that's who. I mean, masochists. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Oh, I'm like, I, I typed it. That's not it at all. It's- oh, speaking of disturbing things to scare, to ruin your dreams forever, has anyone seen the openings? I think mostly the end. I can't remember if it's the opening or the ending for um, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. It's basically a show about this, like, suicidally depressed, depressed suicidal teacher. And he's got all these students, and, like, I think there's one... Oh, Zetsubo Sensei, yes! Zetsubo, did I say it wrong? Yeah, well, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei, yeah, Yeah, I, like, didn't heard the... Zetsubo Sensei. Yeah, and there's, like, one girl, I think, I haven't seen it, but there's, like, there's an ending, but then there's, like, a secret ending that they don't always air on TV, and it's basically all the girls in the class, like, faceless, but, like, in, like, very specific bondage knots. I don't think I've seen that one particular. It's the hidden one. They they made it, but they don't, like, publicize it all the time. How do you unlock this secret ending? I don't know. I think you just have to be in a place where they're allowed to air it. Probably you have to go through, like, these, um... You could probably find it on the internet because that's a place that you can find things. Yeah, the well, sensei is not really the best anime, in my opinion. No, I mean it's an interesting style though. It's it a, looks yeah, cool. I like this the artist style. It's just like he's just so dis- so much despair. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other really bad ones, but like Dokuro-chan might be one of the worst. I think one of the weirder ones I've seen is uh, Paranoia Agent. Have you all seen that? Oh, so oh, that's a good opening. Yeah, all right. just sharing. Yeah, time. I'll share that one. Throw it in the thing. Ah, gotta see this again.
And for our last digression on this podcast, we watched and listened to the opening to Paranoia Agent. That song is called Dream Island Obsessional Park, and it is by Susumu Hirasawa. You should watch it. Otherwise, back to our show in three, two, one. What'd you think? This is like such a big throwback. Like, I even yeah. forgotten about this opening. It's just like, now I remember. Oh, gosh. I think the opening does a really good job of just, like, making you feel uncomfortable. Like, getting you, like, psychologically into a place to feel weird. Be like, something's wrong here. There's so many things that are wrong there. Yeah. Wasn't the... The anime was dark, as I recall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really dark. And, like... I mean, it's Satoshi Kone, right? Yeah. The opening, just, like, it's ironic to <laughs> the anime itself. It's just, like, you see these people, they're just, like, randomly laughing, but you feel weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the dissonance between, like, their completely unnatural laughing mm-hmm. and their completely unnatural, like it, increasingly it's, unnatural it's, backgrounds. Like, it's just, like, the anime itself just fucks with your mind. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that. Sean, what do we? What do you think musically of that mess? <laughs> that uh, it's it was sort of a mess, but it was a cool mess. Uh, it does. I'm sticking to the Japanese Coldplay song because it sounds like a Japanese Coldplay song. Uh, like if somebody replaced all of their like like natural drums with with synthesized drums and synthesized bleeps and bloops, then yeah, yeah. Maybe my only. Musical insight. I feel like the music also contributes to that same like discomfort thing with the bird chirping because like it sounds Natural-ish at first, but then it just keeps happening exactly the same. And you're like, that's not how that's not a bird <laughs> That's no bird, <laughs> bird. <laughs> Like it's a trap. It's a trap <laughs> Put a bird on it yeah. is, that, is that the key to making people feel uncomfortable with bird sounds? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Trap. That's why I don't go outside. That's fair. So, it's uh, it's getting pretty late. Some of us work in the morning. I don't know. Maybe not all of us. Thanks, everybody, for being super cool and awesome on this amazing podcast with lots of us on it. Special kudos to Sean, who made the opening and ending for this podcast. Uh... <laughs> So that was extremely relevant, and it's beautiful music. Yeah, definitely the weirdest and worst ending. Yeah, okay. for sure. That's what I was going for. Thanks, Ben. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you so much, Sean, for being on our show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And uh, if you want to follow Sean on Twitter, where do we find you? Uh you can uh, you can find me uh, at SP Sounds or my website, which is seanpetersonaudio.com. Uh, there's more stuff there. You'll, you'll hear it. Awesome. And uh, thank you, Ben, for being on the show with us. Yeah. And do you want people to follow you on Twitter or anywhere else? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm at OpenWorldIRL on Twitter. And... I don't have other places, but uh, don't follow me in real life. I don't know. Okay. Thank you. 
Uh, and Mel, thank you so much for joining our show. I hope you join us again. Uh, yes, for having me. Yeah, and uh, where can we find you if you want to be found? If you don't want to be found, that's chill. Where can't you find me is a real question. Um, <laughs> I've got Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, uh, Tumblr is Huggy Art and Cosplay, C-H-U-G-G-E-Y. Um, I, I think it's the same thing for Twitter. If not, it's Chuggy Cosplays. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you. And Veronica, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Um, basically only on my Instagram. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, Ronnie, uh, underscore 91 photos. You can find me there. Well, thank you all so much for joining me on this podcast. Uh, I'm Stephanie. You can find me on Twitter at Steph Up the Game. And this has been World of Anime. Oyasumi! Oh,